We all know the iconic Saved by the Bell. Uh, we know all of its characters. We know everything about it. Even the fact that it's got some sort of reboot sequel style thing on the Peacock app. But some of us are old enough to remember when it was called Good Morning Miss Bliss. Now, Jesus Christ, that makes me feel really old. Just even saying the title of that. But I'm going to ask you a quick question here. How many of you have actually seen the original pilot for Good Morning Miss Bliss? Show of hands, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'm pretty sure not many of you have. And if you have, please keep it down for the others in the room. But anyways, we are going to dig up the aired only once unknown pilot of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. <music> Saved by the Bell would not have been possible had it had not had the foundation that Good Morning Miss Bliss laid. Plain and simple. If it wasn't for the Good Morning Miss Bliss, Saved by the Bell would not have existed. I think I just said that twice, but in two different ways, but we're going to keep on plowing through. Originally, NBC aired this pilot, didn't pick it up, gave it to Disney. Disney kept it Good Morning Miss Bliss, added a few new characters. Then nobody was watching it. I think it lasted maybe about 13, 14 episodes, and then NBC took it back. Called it Saved by the Bell. Gave it a brand new school. Get added a few new characters. And then the final product is what we know as the iconic teen 90s TV show. Real quick history lesson for all of you out there that just didn't know too much about this Good Morning Miss Bliss. But this pilot here is very different. It's very different than everything that they had, you know, from the, the first reboot to the second reboot. Uh... It's very different. It's uh seemed like it was made for primetime TV, judging by some of the jokes that just came right out of the gate. Here are a couple things that uh it's a little weird. Uh some of the kids were actually saying and I love teachers with great legs. <laughs> I like that boy. You need it, Janet, you really need a bra. I didn't say I needed one. I said I'm wearing one. <laughs> never been in love before, but when I saw this lady's great legs and need other parts, I didn't care that she was older than me. I do apologize because some of these clips are not of best quality. There is really only one true upload on YouTube. Uh, there are a few others also, but they kind of break up the episodes in pieces, which is not that fun. But the original true upload, which I will be putting the link in the show's description, has everything. It seems like, and it really, I'm not even going to say it seems like it. They recorded this on VHS, and it still has all the original commercials intact along with it, which I always find really cool and really fun to watch because it's like it's like finding, you know, it's like digging up a, a, a fossils of dinosaurs. You just find the head, and then the rest of the body is still intact. That's exactly how I feel when I find these full episodes uploaded to YouTube, and all the commercials are still completely there. A lot of times when you're watching pilot episodes, things aren't really set in stone. Some of your favorite characters are, are played by other actors, and it makes everything just very weird. Uh, for example, the pilot episode for Full House. When you see that somebody else is playing Danny Tanner, 
and it's not Bob Saget. It is very odd. Even more so now that Bob Saget has passed away. Rest in peace, by the way. Uh, it's, it's very weird to have an actor named John Posey play Danny Tanner. The jokes didn't hit, and maybe we're just so used to one actor playing him, it, it's not right when somebody else does it. Maybe if uh, the actor's situations were reversed, we would have thought, man, maybe Bob Saget is just weird. But the universe wanted what it wanted, and in the end, we got the, the greater result. We got Bob Saget as Danny Tanner. Then you get another pilot episode for Married with Children, which is, it, it, everybody's still there, but... Bud and Kelly are played by two completely different actors and nothing hit. Nothing hit at all. A lot of times these recasts happen because of those types of situations where just things just aren't connecting. And they got to throw different actors in there. Who remembers the, the whole trivia thing for Back to the Future where Eric Stoltz was uh, Marty McFly and it wasn't Michael J. Fox. And they finished like 70% of the movie, which I still want to see to this day. Not that I'm going to say that. You know, Eric Stoltz is better than Michael J. Fox, which is just blasphemous. But it's something that I want to see. And lost media like this are things that I love. So when the opportunity showed itself, when I was going through YouTube rabbit holes as usual, when I found this pilot episode, I was completely floored because a lot of things, no, I'm not even going to say a lot of things, 99.9% .9 of what I know today is completely different. The characters on Good Morning, Miss Bliss, the ones that we've grown to to know are, as the following, Miss Bliss, Mr. Belding, Zach, Screech, Lisa, Nikki, Mikey. Those have already been established in our brains because that's what we're used to. Even though there was a very short-lived series, that's what we're used to. But to see this pilot have completely different characters in it with completely different names, it's very strange. We have names like Bradley, Georgie, Michael, Adam, Bobby. And it's not the fact that it's just, uh, they're just random characters. It's really more so that they're played by some pretty decently named or decently sized named actors. We'll start off with Bradley. Bradley's played by Gabriel Damon. And if you remember that name, You've obviously seen RoboCop 2 because he was Hob, the little asshole kid who was selling all the drugs in RoboCop 2. It was, just go back and rewatch that. And then to think that he voiced Littlefoot in Land Before Time. What a complete contrast in styles. Then let's get on to Georgie. Now, Georgie, you remember him from the clip I played earlier where he was talking about Miss Bliss's legs and seeing her other parts of her body. Yeah, that little kid, that the ladies' man. He was played by Matt Shackman. Now, a lot of you may not know that name, but he's directed some episodes of Game of Thrones, The Boys, the majority of all of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he directed the whole series of WandaVision on Disney+. What a career that man has made for himself. That kid grew up to be great. But then we have Adam. Adam is a loser kid. Uh, I'm going to call him the loser kid mostly because he's wearing suits in class. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but the way that every time you see a character that's, that's dressed that certain way, you already know he's going to be an ass kisser. He's played by 90s heartthrob Brian Austin Green, who's known for 
his role on 90210. But he's always going to be known as the guy who got <laughs> with Megan Fox. I think that's the most profitable thing he's actually been in in his whole entire life. Now, the character of Bobby, that's a big one because he is basically the class clown. And it's very strange for this actor to be in that sort of character because he is played by the one and only Jaleel White. Yes, our sunken eyed little nerd of Steve Urkel was actually on this show. And the reason I say sunken eyed, because when he turned into Stefan in Family Matters and he took his glasses off, I noticed that his eyes were always sunken in and it kind of it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I always told myself, even when I was growing up, that maybe it was those damn glasses that he was wearing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they were obviously fake lenses and stuff. But growing up, I always thought that they were just way too thick and maybe his eyes you know, kind of went into his skull, maybe the whole thing. I, I don't know. I'm just stupid. I'm, I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. And then there's Michael. Michael is the troubled, rebellious youth, and he's played by Jonathan Brandis. Now, Jonathan Brandis is mostly known for his, his role in Sequest, but I always remember him as, as a kid in Ladybugs, or he was also in one of my favorite Chuck Norris movies, Sidekicks. His life tragically ended way too soon, and I always thought he was great. I always looked forward to everything that he was going to be part of. Uh, he, in this, is basically the main character. I want to say that he's like our Zach Morris, not in terms of uh, of traits or anything, just in terms of, okay, this is, when you're watching this, this is going to be the kid that they're going to center a lot of things around. Kind of like Sean Hunter of Boy Meets World that whole little thing. He's not necessarily a side character. He's basically the main student. One character that extremely, like, like he was just completely out of place was Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding was not played by Dennis Haskins in this, and that bothered me way too much. And it should. Any Saved by the Bell fan is going to be completely bothered by the fact of it that another actor named Oliver Clark was Mr. Belding. Oliver Clark, I only really remember him from... uh Ernest Saves Christmas. He was the guy that Ernest was trying to help replace the Santa Claus. Uh, uh, they were trying to have him. He was a TV show host, and Santa Claus needed to pass on the torch to make another Santa. And that was basically the gist of Ernest Saves Christmas. Well, he was that guy that they were trying to use. And watching him as Mr. Belding is just mind-blowing. Mostly because he was more of a straight-edged... Uh, hardline principle more like he was just like okay by the book he was completely by the book and he was not very interactive with anybody granted he only had like five minutes of screen time in this i just kind of saw the character and i was like no this is completely done i like i don't like this mr belding and the fact that every time he smiled he had so many gaps in his teeth. It looked like all of his teeth were social distancing before social distancing was a thing. I just couldn't get past it. And like I said, he was just, he just wasn't the Mr. Belding that I know. And this isn't nostalgia goggles or anything. It just wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll end it with that. One character that did not change was Miss Bliss. Haley Mills is still the teacher. And honestly, I really like that character. I really wish they would have kept her. 
you know, when they rebooted it and turned it into Saved by the Bell. But that's neither here nor there. To be completely honest, I went into this pilot thinking I was going to hate it. I actually wanted to hate it. And uh, it's, it, I, I feel like that with some things, with certain things. I really had the nostalgia goggles on. All my walls were up. The moment I found out that there was no Zach Morris, I was going to dip. I was done. I didn't want anything to do with this anymore. But I sat down and watched it for you all. And guess what? It turned out to be 10 times better than anything that I was expecting. To be completely honest, this episode blew the rest of the, the reboot of Good Morning Miss Bliss right out of the water. Even the Stevie episode. God, I had a thing for her. I know her friends call her Colleen. Uh, that is a reference if you've seen that original series. But anyways, enough of me geeking out. The beginning of this episode starts with Miss Bliss telling her class that, hey, guess what? Over the summer, I got married uh, to just some dude I met named Charles. And my new name now is Miss Davis. I'm like, okay, well, that's the you just throw the whole damn name of the show away now, I, I guess. But you can still call me Miss Bliss. That's what she ended it with. I was like, um, okay. Makes no sense to me, but keep on going. Uh, and then, like, she tries to, you know, some of the class introduces themselves, which is the names that I had said earlier. And But to be completely honest, this whole episode was a mixture of things that I don't think television was ready for. It had a really good balance of kid and teen humor, uh, just because of the really bad childish jokes, but very serious topics. It knew when to be serious, and it knew exactly when to be stupid. I would say that it's very much, like, very similar to season two of Boy Meets World. It's kind of like the kids are getting a little older, but the serious topics were still there. And to be honest with you, this is basically probably the most serious episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss and Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell had a lot of cheesy topics, but I don't think it went to this great lengths. Not even when they were drunk driving or anything like that or when they found the homeless man, you know, passed out in the, in the mall in the middle of Christmas. None of that pales in comparison to this pilot episode. As I said a little earlier, Michael seems to be the focal point of the whole series. He's a, he's a rebellious kid, and his first day of class, he puts his leg up on the table, he's chewing gum, he's making bubbles with it, and apparently that makes him the coolest kid in school. And there, there's some of the childish humor. The girls are going crazy for him, and he's just the bad boy. But he's got a, he's got a lot of problems going on at home. Later on, we get to Miss Bliss's house. Um, she's with her husband. They're unpacking all their things. Well, all of his stuff, really. Michael shows up and she's like, hey, Michael, what are you doing here? He proceeds to tell her extremely sad story that he can't go home because of his brother. His brother is dying and he doesn't want to face it. He doesn't want to face his brother's death. Well, I'm sorry, his inevitable death. And he doesn't have a brother anymore. He doesn't want to think about him anymore. He wants to erase him because it hurts too much. Like I said, this thing took a completely dark turn. This has got to be, like I said, a little while ago, too. This is the most serious episode in the whole universe that they have created. Even though that some super fans may not count this as canon to anything, 
It's Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Good Morning, Miss Bliss is part of Saved by the Bell, and we're just going to keep it at that. And this beats out a lot of episodes in Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell had a lot of uh, cheesy, serious moments, kind of like when uh, that homeless man passed out in the mall or when Zach and everybody got drunk and wrecked his dad's car. Uh, Those were not anything in comparison to this pilot episode. There are a lot of mature situations in this episode as well, because Charles, who is Miss Bliss's new husband, is uh, very upset that Michael spent the night because, uh, you know, he wanted to get it in and it didn't happen because the kid was there and Miss Bliss just spoke to him and talked to him all night long. And he, you know, he wanted some. He was so upset at the fact that she was more in tune with her students and her personal life. I get where he's coming from, but still, this kid, you, you if you heard his story, you can understand why. Just put it away for the day. You know, put it away for the night, whatever. But he was a dick. She made him breakfast. He just walked right out. She was trying to give him a kiss. He was upset. And I can understand why she was divorced and couldn't find a dude in the Good Morning Miss Bliss remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um... It just made all the sense in the world, but he didn't have to act that way. To make matters worse, Michael sees everything. He gets upset, thinking that nobody cares. He runs out of Miss Bliss's house, and now she's left with nobody at home, and she doesn't know what she did. She gets to class. She has everybody speak as part of their homework to tell her about, you know, some person they admire. One kid gets up and uh, says something. That really bothered me. Here's the clip. Janet, why don't you begin by reading yours for the class? Yes, Miss Bliss. The Most Important Person in My Life by Janet Hillhurst. There are many reasons why my entire room is covered with pictures of David Lee Roth. Besides being a fabulous singer. Ozzy Osbourne's better. Ozzy Osbourne stinks. The disrespect. I want to go ahead and thank Bradley for pointing out that Ozzy is way better than David Lee Roth. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to stand by that opinion until I die, even after I die. Whatever afterlife is going to happen, I'm still going to be up there saying, hey, Ozzy is better than Roth, and I don't care. But anyways, back to the rest of the episode. Miss Bliss is very worried because Michael has not showed up to class. Still, after he ran out, she doesn't know what happened to him. Until he unexpectedly walks in and tells her that he's ready to do his homework. I feel like this is like the healing process for him because the person he admires the most is his brother. He finally gets to let everything off of his chest. And it's it's very sad. It's very sad to the point to where Michael doesn't even get to finish his paper because he is about to break down. Miss Bliss stands up and finishes the paper for him. She reads the rest of it out loud. And he looks at her in such a heartfelt moment and tells her thank you. And it really helped him out. He was able to to get his brother's death and try to start coping with it because it's going to happen. I keep saying death as if he already died, but he is in the process of dying. I don't know what sickness he really has. They really don't say. They just say that he's sick and it's terminal and he really doesn't have a lot of time left.
As I said a little while ago, I really wanted to hate this whole thing. I was going to look at this pilot just for the sake of doing it. But in the end, it really had a lot of heart and it is definitely worth a watch. And remember, the quality isn't that great. It's VHS quality that they somehow compressed to fit on YouTube and it just does not look its best. But the message is still there. The audio is, is pretty clear and not, you know, as much as it can be. It's not unbearable. I'll say that the, the quality is not unbearable. But I will say this. There has to have been a full circle moment in my mind that happened in Saved by the Bell, the college years. Yeah, I know the college years. Everybody seems to love to hate that version of Saved by the Bell. But I actually liked it. But on to the full circle moment. They had a Thanksgiving episode and two actors from this pilot actually showed up. Jonathan Brandis and Brian Austin Green. Now, I don't know if it was mainly coincidence. Maybe they were the biggest stars in that moment, that time period. Or, and you know, I will say this, they, they probably were. Because as soon as like they both showed up, Kelly was like, oh, that's Jonathan Brandish from Sequest. And then that's Brian Austin Green from 90210. So, yeah, you know what? I'm going to correct myself and say that, yeah, they were the biggest, you know, teen stars at that moment in time. But I wonder if anybody talked to them. I wonder if they had some sort of discussion about this pilot episode and them actually coming back into this universe. A little strange, right? And, you know, to be completely honest... I know that a lot of people don't like to count Miss Bliss as canon to Saved by the Bell. They often like to say no because, you know, in the if you buy the digital or the Saved by the Bell, the complete collection, Miss Bliss is labeled season one. And then there's an actual season one of Saved by the Bell. They kind of separated them into their own entities. But think about this. Good Morning Miss Bliss takes place in JFK Middle School. Saved by the Bell takes place in Bayside High. There it is. Two different schools. Could it have been coincidence that Zach, Lisa, Screech, and Mr. Belding all just transferred to Bayside High? Maybe. And then to bridge the gap, just a little bit. In the reruns of Good Morning Miss Bliss, which they retitled as Saved by the Bell, Zach does an introduction for each of the episodes and claiming that they are middle school memories. That's right. That furthers the proof that all of this is all canon to each other. When we were in junior high, Screech got me to write a love letter to Lisa. Unfortunately, the letter fell into the wrong hands and Miss Bliss, our teacher, wanted to kill me when Belding thought she was in love with him. Hey, what are friends for? The theme for the Good Morning Miss Bliss pilot is way too serious. It makes sense due to the content of the show, but it is really, really serious. Here's a little bit of a clip. See that? That was that was a little bit too much. And then they went ahead and changed it when they rebooted Good Morning, Miss Bliss and added Zach, Screech, Lisa, Mr. Belding, and kept 
Miss Bliss, but it turned into more of a Growing Pains style intro. Now, the pilot one was all drawings and line work, no colors or anything. The reboot had photos. There's a reason I say that it was a lot of Growing Pains because they had like different photos of the actors that were in it, and it said Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It was a little more upbeat. Here's a clip of that. When the Miss Bliss reruns happened on NBC, they went and gave it the whole brand new Saved by the Bell intro that we're all used to. They just replaced all the pictures of the characters that we've known to grow in love to the pictures from the Miss Bliss era. In previous episodes, I've always talked about the love that I have for Lost Media. Uh, It's just something I've always been drawn to. I've always liked to know the unknown or seen things that just haven't really been properly addressed. Lost episodes, deleted um, endings or alternate endings, whatever you want to call them. Just anything like that will always draw my attention. Luckily, this episode aired only once and somebody was able to, you know, record it on VHS, Betamax, whatever they were using at the time. Had this had been an unaired pilot, we may have gotten a better quality version of it. And sometimes unaired pilots are like that. For example, in 1993, Elvira had an unaired pilot called The Elvira Show. That's right, The Mistress of the Dark and her uh, uh, her, her, her stuff hanging out for all the world to see, which is not a bad thing at all. But it's lost media. I was extremely attracted to this episode in more ways than one, but I would have never known about this had it not had been for my friend Ryan and his radical retro rewind podcast. Sorry, I had to say that very slow because I'll get tongue twisted and everything will sound like a W. But he did an episode on this and I was completely floored. I had to go and watch this. And when you do watch the Elvira show pilot, you find out that the Sabrina Teenage Witch TV show completely ripped it off to high hell. It's exactly what it was. And uh, uh, it is a mixture of Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Married with Children humor. I suggest that everybody go check out his podcast. Listen to his review because when, once you hear that, you're going to want to go and watch this episode. I'm going to link his show in the description of this along with the Elvira pilot. Just so you all don't have to scavenge around for everything. As usual, you can catch me on my social medias, which will be linked in the show's description. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things in there, but bear with me. And, uh, you know, I'll see you guys next time.